I've been watching the Greasy Strangler only 10 minutes at a time until I get grossed out and then start back over. <laughs> you make it 10 minutes before you get grossed out. Yep. Wow. It's impressive. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. So Bree and I went to dinner while well, we were going to go to dinner uh, Thursday night. We were going to, you know, uh, North Lake Tavern's closing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. Pizzas. And we were supposed to meet up there. She went directly from work and I left from home. She got there before I did and was like, hey, this place is fucking closed because they apparently ran out of food by like six. So it's like, okay, I guess meet me in fucking Fremont. So, you know, waited and she got on a bus. Got out. I was like, oh, where do you want to go? I was like, oh, let's go to this place, uh, Dreamland. I was like, okay. It's like an Americana diner type. Sounds situation. like a fucking porno store. Well, what it ended up being is we go in there and it's like, a, you know, you, I think it's where it used to be the Red Door. Okay. Um, and you go up these stairs, you go in there and like, they, oh, just two of you? Yeah, sure. And it's a nice, quiet, like room with plants and wood and stuff, looked normal. And they walked us right through there and into like a bunch of techno music playing. And eyes, sat, wide, eyes wide shut? No, <clears throat> they sat us down directly next to this fucking thing. I don't know if you can see it. <clears throat> it's a, like a, like literally sat us in that table. It's a fake stone tiger head. What the fuck? That has one glowing red eye, and it's was uh, it's a water fountain, so it's spewing water. And, and the mouth like, is like bl- got blue lights coming yeah, out of and it. And they had like dry ice, fucking what the like, shit, steaming out of it. Well, and then and the, the fucking bench looks like it's straight out of fucking Tron two right. Well, and then like I got my back to the bar, and Brianna is like watching the bar and is like, well, they gave us menus and they were more like comic books. It was like just a bunch of illustrations and then like a story. It was weird and it was dark in there, so we couldn't read it. We we're like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> we're sitting right next to that tiger thing, and everyone, it's you got the constant sound of the water, yeah, and it roars every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, "What the fuck? What is what? What? This is crazy!" And she's like, "Would it be rude if I asked to get reseated?" And it's like, "Because oh, you know she, yeah, gets overstimulated easily, totally, yeah. and I, that's understandable." And this was like weird anyway. It was like fucking adult Chuck E. Cheese, yeah. <laughs> and apparently, I had my back to it, but the bartender, everything they were making was like flaming and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is happening? But then, yeah, then we finally got reseated, and then it was normal. But like, wait, reseated in a different room? In a different room, like the other, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know what about our demeanor and appearance made it seem like we wanted fucking. What's the name of the place again? Uh, Dreamland. Oh, Dreamland. Okay. Fuck, I want to go there now. Yeah, well, I kind of want to take no, mushrooms and yeah, go. There. That's what I'm saying. We we should go check it because it's surreal as fuck. And I end up having a Monte Cristo sandwich that was the. Uh, the French toast was actually breaded in um, cornflakes, and then it had coconut cream in it, too. Oh, shit. It was fucking good. I mean, the food was really good. Um, like, Brie had a, they had a, literally a crunch wrap, like you get a uh, Taco Bell. Oh, only, hell not, yeah. Only not made out of cat food. Awesome. Like, actual, like, chunks of steak and shit like that. So, yeah. And we had a pimento, pimento cheese plate with crackers, and for some reason, came with little Smokies. 
But yeah. I'm, I'm fine with me. So, but yeah, someday we'll went like you know because adventure we had last night. We'll we'll do that from time. We'll go down there. We'll just, do it in a different neighborhood. See what happens. We'll just get ripped. Go to like uh, Red Star Taco and Potoshki's, and then end up at Dreamland and all right. Drink like flaming shit with flaming fair, milkshakes feathers or whatever they yeah. have. <laughs> What's the drink from uh, that fucking Andrew Dice Clay movie? The the Zambuca milkshake. Oh, they God. like he, they make a, a chocolate milkshake and then light it on fire. Mm. What the fuck? <laughs> and then he throws it on Wayne Newton and burns him to death. Oh God! Yeah, uh, fucking the Adventures of Ford Fairlane, oh. rock and roll detective. Ford Fairlane, featuring Priscilla Presley, Sheila E, Ed O'Neill, Robert Englund, Tone Loke, and Wayne Newton. Yes, Wayne Newton. Andrew Dice Clay is a piece of shit, but that movie is amazing. That movie brought me out of a bad mushroom trip one time. Why? How? I put it on and then I was fine. After I was like laying in a dark room by myself, freaking the fuck out. Yeah, so I just found their their cocktail menu. So it's like, yeah, nitro espresso martinis, tiger's blood margarita, tiger's blood disco ball, <laughs> tiger's blood disco ball. It's, that's it's, that's not worth it's it's ninety nine dollars, and mm-hmm. it's and it's for three or more people. The fuck you say? I, and there's no picture. The big two hearted river. That's fourteen bucks. Spiced apple mule, passion fruit whiskey sour, dreamland daiquiri. And old fashioned, but yeah, it, it's it's ninety nine dollars. There's no picture because no one's ever ordered it before. Yeah, you never I, actually I, I got gar- to take a picture. I guarantee, of them I guarantee they get groups of woo girls in oh, there. Oh yeah, fucking, oh big time. Yeah, guarantee. Well, I'm glad do, you're do lucky you're there know on Thursday. That it's possibly possible to be too cool. <laughs> <laughs> People just get get confused and leave. Well, the other, thing is, the other room was like just totally normal, like kind of like. Nice restaurant looking, and then you get in back in there, and it's a fucking Zoolander rave and shit. That's fucking fucking weird, man. But there's your plug for trying something new. (laughs) (laughs) But oh, great! That's what I got there, and then yeah, with the adventure yesterday. Oh, we'll we'll talk about that on the next one. Okay, yeah, we'll save that. We'll save that. Stand by for Tony's smelly backpack. I finally just got my fucking hoodie and shit out of the wash, like when I went and took solo home. Oh yeah, notice you changed, huh? Not dressed like a college student anymore. No. Well, you still kind of are, but... Sure. Oh, well, I guess. Uh, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West was fucked! Um, you should be coming off of, like, well, I don't know, like... Uh, the live one. The live one. I'm still coming down from the live one. Yep. I'm Mostly inter- confusing. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to see what it actually sounds like. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. But now, now we're back to normal, I guess, or what? Boo. As close as we get to normal. So, Tony, we've got an easy one for you today. George Washington or something. Well, what do you know about Jim Bridger? Br- Bridger. Jim if Bridger. I, if I can pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, fuck, man. I mean, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you know who the fuck Jim Bridger is. He's a motherfucking mountain man. Yep. He made roads and stuff. What's yep. What's the first mention we we had of him on the show? Um, shit was he wasn't in the first one, was he? he wasn't in the first one, but he was in like what probably the fuck? second. The f- this should have been our second one. Yeah. yeah, but I read a book, took notes, lost those original notes four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> About a year and a half ago, I got a new book, took notes on that, lost those notes. Jim Bridger does not want to be covered, <laughs> no, man. It's very secretive. So this will be like the greatest hits, because oh. a lot of these stories you already know, but yeah. all of, most of the Mountain Man stuff involved Bridger somehow. Some Every way. single fucking one we've ever done. like Pretty much. Like Joe Meek to fucking oh, yeah. Broken Hand Fitzpatrick. Joe and, Meek and, of course. What? Uh, the guy that likes to wrestle bears. 
like un- un- unauthorized bear wrestler. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Hugh Jack. Hugh yeah. Hugh Glass. Yeah. Hugh Glass. That's right. Uh, that was, plus, I almost get... said Hugh Jackman. <laughs> he probably likes to wrestle bears too. Okay. Yeah. Plus, throw in some Mormon wars yep. and some uh, Red Cloud War, which yep. what, which uh, you know Fetterman massacre that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is just like ah, uh, he's the Forrest Gump. Gump. Yep. yep, the, the Forrest Gump of Mountain Men. Yep. Oh, and when I went to KC, they asked asked me, "What do you want to do first? It's like, I want to see Jim Bridger's farm. Not knowing too much about it, I just knew that he had the farm there. Wait, who asked you? Like the do you get across? <laughs> say, like, you just... get across the border and the fucking like no, bo- the border like get off <laughs> get off the plane and you get lays put on you. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Hello, William. What would you like to do? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, see Jim Bridger's farm. Then, of course, we, we go there, and it's in between a hospital and a gas station in a ravine, or not a ravine, just kind of a low area with... What kind of city is this? Ravines. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's a Kansas ravine, so it's like 10 feet oh, deep. Oh, so, so it's a Seattle pothole? <laughs> yeah. And basically, it's just, Kansas just, just a sign that says, this was once Jim Bridger's farm, now, now homeless people sleep here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're a mountain man. You're a fucking homeless person. No, 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 you're yeah. like super homeless. <laughs> Lifestyles of the rich and the homeless. So um, I, I read the sign and, and left. I read the sign. Well, that's cool. Sweet. And then you went, went and saw uh, John Brown's guns or something. Yep. And the sword he hacked everybody to death with. Well, good. Killer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Didn't you send us pictures of that yep. shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Sweet. Glad they kept that one around. Yeah. <laughs> no ghost attached to that yeah, fucking no sword. Shit. <laughs> I'm not storing this at my house. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> All right, well, we'll let's uh, kick it off with your Comic Sans and lovely NPR boys. <clears throat> so he was born in 1804 in Virginia, mm-hmm. but his family moves west during 1812, uh, which is a good time to get out of there, to Illinois town, and that's to the American bottom on the Mississippi. What? American bottom. American bottom? Yep. That's like the uh, sequel to American Woman I was gonna... by the butthole surfers. <laughs> American bottom. Like a, you know, like a, Captain America. Like, yeah, this is America's ass, but that's like the, <laughs> that's the uh, the PG version. America's bottom. <laughs> so this is wildernessy because across the river it was all because it's 1804. It's yeah. all wildernessy, dude. <laughs> no, New York was already pretty fucked. <laughs> Philadelphia. Yep. Uh, before Louisiana purchased, it was all France and Spain in that area. <clears throat> they were and, just renting the space. Mm-hmm. And, and there's purchased. plenty of Indian attacks he has to grow up with. But when he was 12, his uh, mom becomes ill, but she was given laudanum and leeches. Oh, good. But she died anyway. Well, <laughs> oh, how could that be possible? Was she just eating the leeches or dipping them in the laudanum? Oh, shit. <laughs> I did this wrong. Uh, his dad was probably out surveying at the time. I thought you were going to say surfing. And I'm yeah. like... <laughs> surfing the Mississippi. Yep. Then his brother died. Then just, a year later... Just his, randomly? Yep. Then a year later, his father died. So now uh, Jim and his sister were orphans. I thought we are all orphans. How old was he at about this point? About 12. Okay. No, so that's fucked. That's yeah, go, you're go, fucking growing yeah, up. Go get a full time job, dude. Like, yeah. So his, farm. Yeah. His aunt comes to, to look after him, but uh, he has to earn some money, so he works on a ferry boat. All right. Then he goes to apprentice, uh, apprentice with gunsmith Philip Creamers. Philip Creamers. Philip Creamers, who is a Tim and Eric character, I'm, I'm sure. That sounds about right. <laughs> hey there, Canadian youngsters. I'm Gene Creamers, and I'm here to gently prod Canada's youth to... to get, get out! Get out! Pardon? Get out! Canadian sit-ups. Jumping jocks. 
great wagon wheels, ladies. But he was one of the best gun makers on the frontier. Uh, 1817, he and Jim go to Peoria. Uh, they were hired by the Indian agency to, there to make guns for the Potawatomi's. For the Potawatomi's? Mm-hmm. Not to use against the Potawatomi's? Well, probably. Oh, probably. A little, little both. Yeah, a little both. They always sell both sides. But uh, so he lived in fear of them before growing up, but now he has to go live with them. Oh, no. <gasps> Racist. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, Bridger couldn't read and he never could. Never learned? Never learned. Uh, why do you need that shit when you're mountain manning? No yeah. fucking A, man. <laughs> but somebody must have read him uh, the ad in the paper in 1822 that said, Ashley and uh, Henry were oh, looking yeah. for 100 men. 100 strong, yeah. Mm-hmm. Strong, young, enterprising lads with perfect asses. And yep. 100 men to go after that beaver. That's yep. right. Huge mm-hmm. hog. Got to wait, wait, wait for that Jack Pike book. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> So, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so now he's about 17, uh, but uh, Jim got hired because he knew blacksmithing and ferry boating and Two motor important skills. It's, mm-hmm. it's like uh, Excel and uh, Photoshop now. No other kind of boating, though, <laughs> just ferry boating. Yep. So Henry and Ashley hired men on commission and paid them half of what they caught. Andrew Henry would lead them upriver. Uh, Ashley was using his experience to... Fund his run for the governorship. Never quite got it, but... And he was already head of the state militia at the time, too, so he's a big deal. Stuart Rhodes. Mm-hmm. In the big town of 5,000 in St. Right. Louis there. Uh, first boat had more than 100 men on it, and uh, Andrew Henry was captain. Big, big fucking boat. Mm-hmm. And Mike Fink was driving the boat. Oh, yeah. I thought Mike Fink was fictional. Like a John Henry or like... He is, but he was, still right, he was still riding the boat, though. Okay. Driving the boat. Like Santa Claus is there and the Easter Bunny. And Pecos, Pecos Bill. Yeah, right. and, uh, Ice Cream Bunny. Paul, Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan, Babe the Blue Ox. <laughs> Fucking Sasquatch was there. So Mike Fink, if he was real or not, he once saw a black boy on shore walking with a protusion on his heel limping. What? Protusion? So he shot it off. What? He got a wart on his foot, so he shot yeah, the wart off? off? That's mm-hmm. what it sounds like. <laughs> The his, fuck? His, okay, Mike Fink is not real. <laughs> We've established that. But his defense in court was, now, quote, now he can wear a genteel boot. They actually made him go to court? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. They're, they're not going to put him in jail. <laughs> newspaper. <laughs> Fictional character goes to court. Pleads not guilty. So Bridger goes all the way back uh, to 1654. Uh, to Joseph Bridger, he was one of his ancestors. Oh, I thought you, oh, I thought you meant he got in a time machine and like went back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mike Fink. We're gonna we're gonna pause here. Mike Fink, also spelled Mech, Mike Fink, P H I N C K. Oh shit, yeah. he's a rapper. Uh, seventeen seventy to seventeen eighty. Wait. Oh wait. Oh, seventeen <laughs> seventeen seventy or seventeen eighty to eighteen twenty three. Called the King of the Keelboaters was a semi-legendary brawler and river boatman who exemplified the tough and hard-drinking men who ran keelboats up and down the Ohio and Mississippi rivers. Don't get to the end because we got that no. coming up. Here's, Has he got an eye patch? No, he just looks like that. He looks like a leprechaun kind of. Well, yeah. In that drawing anyways. Well, this is about the era of like uh, probably like Jim Bowie too. Oh, sure, yeah. Like the fighting on sandbars and shit. So. Right, right. Anyway, his ancestors were rich, but now he's poor as shit. Squandered. Uh, but uh, so they're just making their way up river. At night, they're smart enough to put the boats in deeper water because the Missouri would, by the time it, all the water got down, it could be raising a three or four foot 
draft at, 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 a, at a whim. Well, that and the Native Americans didn't exactly have their own like Navy SEALs to come. Yeah, fuck there's with you with. there was no dams on the river at that point. Right, mm-hmm. just shits. No damn dams. <laughs> just shits and fucks. Uh, Twelve years earlier, Henry had built a fort at Three Forks in 1810. Then he gets fucked up by all the Blackfeets. Uh, maybe they were egged on by the Brits. No, no one could ever tell because they were still friendly and trading up north right. in Canadaville. Uh, they killed uh, George Dooliard there. He was the Lewis and Clark dude mm-hmm. that stayed behind and started trapping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And two others. And they spread body parts all around the battlefield as a message to him. So Henry left and built another Fort Henry on the Snake, which was the first American post on the other side of the Continental Divide. There you go. And then he builds another Fort Henry, just to be confusing, in <laughs> August 1822 at the Yellowstone-Missouri Confluence. Ah. You get a Fort Henry, and you get a Fort Henry, and you get a Fort Henry. I was there a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Which one? The Confluence one. Ah. No, it's mostly the Fort Union one is the one that... American Fort Company right. stood the longest. Or I still latest. Never, I've still never fucking been to Fort Union. And Fort, Fort Buford. It's never goddamn open when I'm in that part of the country. I mean... Just raid it, dude. Break in. I mean, it doesn't even have a palisade, really. Well, part of it does, but it's just buildings. But, you're, you know, they have rendezvous and stuff there, so you can go and watch guys pretend to be these guys. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> Nerds! Uh, 35 days after the first boat left, the second boat leaves St. Louis. And they get about 300 miles upriver, and it overturned. Oopsie. Just straight up, like, dump dum 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 like, whoops. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boat EXE has stopped working. <laughs> uh, no one drowned, but uh, $10,000 worth of shit went down the river. Damn it. So Ashley found another boat and took it up himself. Can't trust this. Well, I guess Mike Fink was driving the other one. But well, apparently. They should have had Mike Fink drive Mike Fink one. could drink a gallon of whiskey and still shoot the tail off a pig at 90 paces. <laughs> Trust me, I've done it. According to Wikipedia. (laughs) You know, for fun. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, So they make it up uh, to Fort Henry, and they go to Trappin, getting that castor oil, too. That's Mm -hmm. that's important to make, uh, like, uh, vanilla. No, castorium. Castorium, yeah. Castor oil is different. That's from castor beans. Oh, That's the stuff that makes you puke and shit. Yeah, okay. Good medicine. Uh, But over the years, one out of five trappers would die from something. Yeah. So that's pretty good odds. Just. Looking at a bird, you die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stand near a rock, dead. Look at the river, tis die. Bad, tis bad luck to look at a seabird. <laughs> feel the wind on your back, die. Die. So they wait out the winter at Fort Henry there. Uh, Daniel Potts squared off against a buffalo bull who wandered into camp. Just like, put up your dukes. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Come here, you hairy son bitch. It's like the, the fucking... Yeah, the fucking buffalo's just like, them's fighting words. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to kick what'd your you, ass. What did you say to me, fucking shaggy bastard? It's the scene from fucking Nobody when he's like, he like sees the Bruffian dudes on the bus. Oh, like, yeah. He comes on the bus and he like pulls out his six shooter and then like uh, just dumps all the fucking bullets out of it. He's like, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. He starts beating these guys up with a gun. Well, probably the buffalo was sleeping because he grabbed his spear and poked him in the eye. And then he tried for the other eye and missed. What? Then he stabs him in the heart, and the men hurrahed him. Hurrah. Oh, hurrah. That's rude. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Uh, in the spring, when the trappers accidentally fired with the ramrod still in the barrel. Whoops. Invented the spear gun. Yep. yep. And then the ramrod went through Daniel Potts' knees. Oh, God. Both knees? Was he, like, skewered together? <laughs> or at least, at least one knee. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, he was taken back to the fort and worried if he'd be able to walk again, but I guess he got better. 
Well, he's got a ramrod in his knee. It's That's like right. reinforced. I was thinking of getting metal legs. No. <laughs> How much do clothes cost in the Matrix? So in May, the Blackfeet attack. Imagine that. Kill four of the guys, and then the seven guys remaining took off and left all their traps behind. About 200 So that's like $1,200 worth of stuff. And, of course, the Blackfeet also kill some of Pitcher's uh, Pilchers. Filchers. Missouri Fur Company guys, too. Just got to have a little variety. Mm-hmm. So this is all setting up for the next year. Everything's going to happen. Right. So in winter of 1823, Mike Fink demanded alcohol at Fort Henry. <laughs> Me alcohol, or I'll beat the shit out of this buffalo. And that was a different guy I know, but so Henry refused. So uh, no. Fink just goes to live in a nearby cave with a young trapper named Carpenter. <laughs> I'm gonna go live in a cave with John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> and one day at the fort, they get into an argument. Uh, Fink challenged Carpenter to shoot the cups. Shoot the cups. Shoot the cups. Put the cup on your oh, head. Oh God! And shoot. They're gonna William tell that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shoot the glass. What could go wrong? <laughs> this unrifled musket. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, man. I fucking I can shoot the tail off pigs and have drunk. <laughs> so Carpenter shot first and hit the whiskey cup off of Fink's head, and it grazed the scalp, just causing a little trickle of blood. So now it was Fink's turn. He said, uh, he said, quote, I taught you to shoot different from that last shot. You missed once. You won't miss again. And Fink shot him in the forehead. <laughs> oh, shit. But he got better. But nah, he dropped dead. Oh. Then he got better. Uh, Carpenter's friend uh, named Talbot thought it was murder and told Fink so. I think that's murder. Mm-hmm. Them's fighting words, dickhead. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> Eventually, Fink cornered Talbot in the blacksmith shop and Uh-oh. kept saying, I didn't mean to kill my boy, and then advanced on Talbot, who feared for his life, so he shoots and kills Fink. Oh, okay. But months later, Talbot drowned in the Teton River just to... Fink's ghost just dragging him to the bottom. Fuck. I mean, if you sign up for that kind of stupidity, you got to know there's a fucking like possibility that you're going to get iced. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's part well, of the I'm fucking kind of, fun kind of, of the game. Well, I'm kind of picturing, like, Fink, like, when you're in the blacksmith thing, he's probably holding, like, a nine-pound hammer sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta believe me. Like, backing him into a corner. Whoa, Mike, calm down, Mike. Up. Calm down, Mike. Mike, I'm gonna have to take you out. <laughs> Any more good Fink stories? Well, there's a weird quote I just found. Uh, it's kind of long, but it's fucking... Uh, Fink himself proclaimed on every possible occasion he could out, out run, out hop, out jump, throw down, drag out, and lick any man in the county. Mm, mm. Salty. Okay, yep. Salty and musky. Redoubtable but semi-mythical Mike Fink, joker, fighter, king of the boatmen, voiced the sentiments of his class when he bellowed his boast. I'm a salt river roarer. I'm a ring-tailed squealer. I'm a regular screamer of the old Mississippi. Woof! I'm the very <laughs> infant that refused his milk before its eyes were open. And called out for a bottle of Old Rye. I love the women, and I'm uh, chock full of fights. I'm half wild horse and half cockeyed alligator. (laughs) (laughs) And the rest of me is crooked snags and red-hot snapping turtle. I can hit like fork-proof lightning, and every lick I make in the woods lets in an acre of sunshine. I can outrun, outjump, outshoot, outbrag, outdrink, outfight, outrough and tumble, no-holds-barred, airy man on both sides of the river from Pittsburgh to New Orleans and back again to St. Louis. Come on, you flatters, you bargers, you milk-white mechanics, and see how tough I am to chaw. I ain't had a fight in two days, and I'm 
Bailing for exercise, cock a doodle doo. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Fink. Fuck yeah, this guy's awesome, man. It was like. You get a do you fucking milk like white that? mechanic? Milk white mechanic. I, re- I resemble that <laughs> remark. <laughs> what the fuck? So this what guy's clearly fuck? mentally ill and drunk all the time. Yeah. Wow. Uh, all right. We've peaked. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so next summer was worser. Uh, Ashley was taking two more boats with trappers up the Missouri. Uh, first day out, one man fell off and drowned. That's Whoops. a good start. Then the three guys blew themselves up real good carrying the gunpowder <laughs> oh, and smoking. I remember, remember that one, yep. Then they need horses, so they stop at the Arikara village. Which, bum, bum, bum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashley didn't know that they were pissed off at the Missouri Fur Company for killing two of their guys. And, of course, during the night when Ashley's guys sneak into the Arikara village for some nookie. Yep. Oh, yeah. And that did not end well. That's uh, right. He was killed, and after the re-attack, the men, uh, the men were sleeping on shore, which was Jed Smith was one of them. Uh, killing 14 of them and wounding 10 and stole the horses back. thought they just sold them. There you go. Good return on your investment. That's right. Uh, so half of Ashley's guys desert. Uh, Ashley sent Jed Smith across country to Fort Henry to ask for help. Which Fort Henry? One on the Missouri. Confluence? Yep. Okay. So Ashley got the army to help from Colonel Leavenworth. Yeah, but isn't that the one where the, the army teams up with the Sioux and mm-hmm. then they just shoot cannons and then the Sioux get bored yep and then they leave oh yeah <laughs> lame we're out of here then sucks <laughs> some guy dressed up uh, as a wolf and and prayed around and tried to get him to egg him on to, to actually fight but they didn't i missed that one. one of the Sioux. that was that's a long time ago but. oh i i kind of remember well, yeah like they, a dude t- didn't they blow off the chief's head with a cannon or something because he mm-hmm. yeah because he, he, he yep. popped his popped his head out the door and what's, just, what's going on ah! yeah <laughs> so it was pretty much a half-assed attack uh, Henry and Pilcher wanted the, to punish him more severely. Uh, the Reese said uh, Great Eyes was killed. He was the, the guy who led the initial attack. He was the guy who got his head blown off, I think. So Leavenworth said that they were there just to correct him, not to exterminate him. Mm. Just imagine if... <laughs> they actually <laughs> wanted to exterminate him? Just a, mm-hmm. They would I, be almost identical, I'm sure. I just imagine like a bunch of like like military guys with fucking root, like you know yard sticks. Yeah, yeah. Like, All right, no, not cool. Like smacking them on the hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't exterminate him, and the re sneak out at night. You could insert sneaking around music. <laughs> And Leavenworth leaves, but the Missouri Fur Company goes back and burns their village. That's why they're not there anymore. Right. And they move further north. Uh, Henry and Ashley decide not to run the river again and get attacked. Probably so, good policy. Mm-hmm. So they set out overland. One group was led by Jed Smith to the Bighorn. Henry led his group to Fort Henry. On Smith's trip, he meets a grizzly bear. <laughs> Near yep. Powder River. How do you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, pretty good. I'm going to take off half your scalp and one of your ears. Okay. Now you have a Trump come over. Well, then he has that guy that want, he wanted him to sew his ear on. He's like, oh, I'm not very good seamstress. <laughs> do it anyway. <laughs> and, uh, yep, just gets his skull knot, knot on a little bit. Yeah, just a light mauling. Mm-hmm. Hugh Glass also meets a grizzly bear on that trip. <laughs> 
Oh, but on the Grand River. He has a slightly less light mauling. Mm-hmm. Well, what was the thing we figured out? If you're a woodhawk, you're dead eventually. Yeah, and then uh, if you're a mountain man, you have to fight a grizzly bear at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's a steel cage death match. That's how you get promoted. That's right. So, <laughs> uh, so finally, his friends shoot the bear and it falls, falls on glass. Yeah. Uh, many versions of the story. Uh, one in 1839 suggests that the 17-year-old named Bridges was actually Jim Bridger. Right. It wasn't Jeff Bridges? No. Oh. Probably not Jeff Bridges. No. It was Todd Bridges. Could have been Bo Bridges. Bo Bridges, yeah. yeah. He's old enough. Yep. Uh, Glass can move from his wounds, so Henry asked two guys to stay behind and care for him until he died. Oh, yes. That's Fitzpatrick and... Uh, hold on, hold on. Shit, the other Irish guy, right? Bridger. Bridger. Oh, Bridger, right. Or Bridger. Bridges. Yeah. Probably, like, 70% chance it was Jim Bridger. Right. Well, nobody knew how to fucking spell, so they right. was like, right, bridge something, whatever. I'm just going to write that Build down. Build the bridge out of a... So after five, uh, four days of watching this guy try to die, Fitzgerald got antsy and wanted to leave. So Fitzgerald said, let's go. But Bridger refused at first, but he goes along. And uh, they take all Hugh's shit. Mm-hmm. And Hugh is not pleased, <laughs> and also not dead. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. I'm, just, I'm imagining like the mountain men writing this shit down. He's like Bridges, B R I J E Z seven. Be like Charlie from uh, Always Sunny. Yep. I stumbled onto a major company conspiracy, Mac. How about that for stress? What the hell are you talking about? This company is being bled like a stuck pig, Mac, and I got a paper trail to prove it. Check this out. Take a look at this. Jesus Christ, Charlie. That right there is the mail. Now, let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about the mail, please, Mac? I'm dying to talk about the mail for you all day, okay? Pepe Sylvia, this name keeps coming up over and over again. Every day, Pepe's mail's getting sent back to me. Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. I look in the mail, well, this whole box is Pepe Sylvia! So I say to myself, I gotta find this guy. I gotta go up to his office. I gotta put his mail in the guy's goddamn hands. Otherwise, he's never gonna get it. He's gonna keep coming back down here. So I go up to Pepe's office, and what do I find out, Mac? What do I find out? There is no Pepe Sylvia. The man does not exist, okay? So I decided, oh shit, buddy, I gotta dig a little deeper. There's no Pepe Sylvia, you gotta be kidding me! I got boxes full of Pepe! All right, so I start marching my way down to Carol and HR, and I knock on her door and I say, Carol! Carol, I gotta talk to you about Pepe! And when I open the door, what do I find? There's not a single goddamn desk in that office. There is no Carol in HR. Matt, half the employees in this building have been made up. This office is a goddamn ghost town. Okay, Charlie, I'm gonna have to stop you right there. Not only do all of these people exist, but they have been asking for their mail on a daily basis. It's all they're talking about up there. Jesus Christ, dude, we are gonna lose our jobs. Well, calm down, because here's one thing that's not gonna happen. What? We're not gonna get fired. We're not. Because we've already been fired. We've lost our jobs? Yeah. About three days ago, a couple pink slips came in the mail. One for you, one for me. So what did I do? I mailed them halfway to Siberia, okay? If we've lost our jobs, that means we've lost our health insurance, which means all of this was for nothing. God damn it, dude, I'm having a panic attack. I'm actually having a panic attack. Well, will you settle down and have another cup of coffee? I am, bro. All right, well, fine. You know what, Barney? Give this guy a cigarette. He's freaking out. Huh? Who? Barney. He's the guy who tipped me off to Pepe Sylvia. Barney? Who the hell is Barney? You don't see Barney. Oh, shit. What the hell did he... You've lost your mind. You've lost your goddamn mind, Charlie. So uh, they catch up with Henry and the gang. Fitzgerald said, Glass is dead. And we totally got, we had to leave because we totally got attacked by the Ree. Mm-hmm. Which <laughs> was not true. Not true. They would be very fucking dead. Mm-hmm. But Bridger didn't contradict him. Meanwhile, Glass wakes up, 
crawls to his stream, drank some water and some bullberries. He didn't drink bullberries, yeah. but he got some. And Which, crawled his way out. They're not that good until there's a frost. Mm-hmm. Pretty sour. So, what it, yeah, he, he goes back down to the, because he doesn't want to go across because he's crawling. Yeah. So he falls the river back down to Missouri. Goes all the way back up to Fort Henry. But they get to Fort Henry and he gets a little sign that says, We've moved. Yeah, back, back, <laughs> back, back, and never out for lunch. Right. Oh, God. Well, that's like that during that trip. They shit. He had to. Uh, he leaned up into an ant pile to have them eat all the necrosis and f- flesh off his back. You know, because he was getting right, right. You know, so he just like found a rotten stump with ants in it and just let them nibble on him. I guess didn't he have to like eat a raw rattlesnake, like bit a rattlesnake to death or something? Yeah, I remember like, the. He was eating some dead. He buffalo had, he had with buffalo with, that with a wolf wolves. had killed, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, well, the thing with it, you could have the ants eat all the necrosis off your back, and then you turn around and just start sucking those little bastards. Right. Up, well, he eventually, he 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 didn't have to go the whole way. He was, or was that a different time when he got run into a couple of Lakota guys and they actually gave him a ride? Because he up, does this twice. Well, there's the well, <laughs> there's one, there's one where he's still very mauled, and there's one where he's just trying to kill Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. and then his buddy gets killed, and then. Yeah, he gets a ride with some Lakota, because the Lakota save him from the Re, oh, and yeah, kind of like yeah, flipping right. the Re off while they're all riding double. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are you doing out here? <laughs> you want a ride? Hop yeah, in the truck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't like them Re either? Fuck them guys. Yeah. Fuck them guys. Hop in the truck. Let's go. Let's go in. Let's go in, Studis. <laughs> so uh, he stops at Fort Henry, figures out they move, so it's another 100 miles downstream to the junction of the Bighorn. So he gets in there. Uh, I think this is like Christmas Day, and he's all yeah. frozen over. Uh, Fitzgerald wasn't there though, but Bridger was, but Glass wasn't mad at him. He didn't. He I've didn't heard accounts. Him. I've heard accounts where he was thinking pretty hard about killing him, and then like Bridger started like crying and shit. <laughs> I don't know. Just imagining uh, Hugh Glass like dressed up like Batman. Tell me where he is. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck him up. No, you don't really need that anyway, because it already it pretty much is like Chris Christopherson. Um, you know, because that for an old crusty man, Chris is pretty yoked. You yeah, know? for sure. Like you know, Whistler from fucking Blade. Yeah, but all horribly mauled up <laughs> and shit, coming in like with icicles hanging off his beard. Yeah, right. God, that'd be freaking. Oh <laughs> shit! Especially like think as, assuming that he's dead, right? And then yeah, they all fucking, thought he was dead. This fucking ghost comes walking through the fucking door. Wendigo and shit. <laughs> yeah. So Glass goes back down river and finds Fitzgerald at Fort Atkinson. Who enlisted in the army, so he would be protected from being yep. murdered. Like the colonel's like, <clears throat> Glass, you can't kill my soldier here, or else we have to shoot you. So Glass was just happy to get his rifle back, because yep. that was your wife back in the day. That and he apparently had a rifle. Like, decent rifle. Mm-hmm. What was it? Some better than average rifle. I don't All know. Right. Oh, Probably I think, something German or something. I don't know if that comes up here, or maybe I'm mistaken that. But it might have been made by uh, Bridger, uh, Bridger's... Uh, Dude. Dude. Creamery or whatever. Yeah. Creamy. Phil, <laughs> Phil Creamers. Phil Creamers. God. <laughs> well, try some gorp. What's gorp? It's a cereal that you eat with your hands. But this story was repeated many times by James Kleiman and Black Harris, who both know Bridger well and didn't mention him in the story until well after it. And it, and it wasn't until 1839, 16 years later, when a story was written by Edmund Flagg, who hadn't been on, on the Missouri at all. And plus, the story has many other mistakes in it, since he right. didn't call him Bridger, he called him Bridges, so. Right. Well, and if you watch, like, The Revenant, which is, of course, Bugle Glass, it, it is Bridger in that show, 
but also, you know, I've said this a million times, that bear attack happened in present day, pretty much Lemon, South Dakota, where there aren't any big snow-capped fucking mountains, and it was in, like, August. So the movie The Revenant, half the time Leo DiCaprio is just running through the snowy mountainous shit, and yeah. it is quite literally the flattest Great Plains-y shit, and it would have been hotter than fuck with no snow. And the bear would have been half the size. Yeah, the bear would have been about the size of Newfoundland, because prairie grizzlies aren't no good as big, but... Whatever. I but still Bridger like was in the neighborhood at the time. Anyway. That's right. Either way. Guilt uh, by association. So either way, when Henry and the crew get back to Fort Henry, they find that the corn they planted was all rotten and that the Blackfeet or the Cinnaboyans had stole 23 of their horses. But they just leave the horses there, like chained to a fence. Yeah, a bike rack. Yeah. <laughs> then they steal another seven after they get there. Uh, the Indians even dug up the graves of Fink and Carpenter looking for anything of value. Okay. Probably did, the whiskey cups. Fink try to fight him, even though he's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yelled cockadoodle-doo and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so they meet with the crows and trade for some horses and go up the Yellowstone. Oof, that took me for a second. I forgot there was a tribe called the crow. I'm picking <laughs> with the crows. Time. Like, you know. So that's when they build a new fort at Fort Henry at the Bighorn. Then they winter over with the crow. And then in February, the crow told him that there were tons of beaver on the other side of the Wind River. To get him the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Tons. So many beaver. Fuck, they'll crawl right into your trap. Fuck, they'll claw, crawl in the wagon with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll be beating them off with a stick, I'll tell mm-hmm. you. No, no, toodaloo. So they try to cross the Wind River range at uh, Dubois. 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 We're the home of the jackalope. But there's too much snow, so they turn back there. Jeremy Renner's out there shooting oil guys with his... You know, Wind River, that show, you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. Oh, but he, shit, but he yeah. got ran over by a snowblower. snowblower. Yeah. Yeah. He's still in the hospital. Yeah. And he fucking, pretty much, I think he has the same rifle that Owen Grady uses in Jurassic World. It's Marlin uh, 4570 Alaskan Magnum with a rifleman loop. Alaskan Magnum? Yep, mm-hmm. it's for killing Alaskan shit. It's uh, it's the only right. Uh, Doesn't work anywhere else. On Mar- well, it's just you're firing huge fucking round. It looks like a thirty thirty, but it's a giant. It's the forty five seventy government cartridges, mm-hmm. and then um, you know I think it holds like five or six of them. But on Mar- on uh, Marlin's old uh, website, it was like they had all their rifles and what they're rated for. So it'd be like, oh, rated for deer, rated for elk, and that one was rated for T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Well, Alaska, you just got to take that with you when you go jogging or, yeah. or whatever. To, yep. Yeah, to, you know, your kids have it in the playground. Mm-hmm. How the West Was Fucked will be right back. This is a paid presentation for Total War and More, brought to you by Bronson Swagger Industries. Hi, I'm Craig Woodruff Nelson here with my partner, Judy Woodruff Nelson. Welcome to the Total War and More Hour here on the BSI Shopping Network. Now, you may be aware of our competitor, Todd Woodruff, over there at Guns, Germs, and Steel. Let's first get this out of the way. Yes, the rumors are true. He is my brother, but after this short presentation, I think you'll all agree who the better businessman is. Okay, Dad. Alright, first up... Beautifully displayed here in Judy's palm is not really a weapon per se, but actually an ammunition. We call it the Total War and More Knife Blast. Knife Blast is an extra large shotgun round stuffed with tiny knives. This isn't your run-of-the-mill shrapnel, okay? Each cartridge is filled with honest-to-goodness miniature Bowie knives, hand-sharpened in Malaysia. Go ahead and open one, Dad. Try 
figuring out the next one. Just look at the way that thing hangs off the shoulder. I'm so excited to showcase this one, folks. All right, what we have here is our tippy top of the line Total War and More Battle Musket. This puppy is over four feet long with a six pound axe head attached for the traditional bayonet would be, I mean, talk about versatility. You could reenact the US Civil War or take down a cybernetic Elf Street Samurai on Council Island. It's called Shadowrun, not fucking Space D&D, okay, Pops? Finally, we come to Total War and More's flagship product. Is someone making you mad? Are you looking to place the blame on a family member or significant other and then get away as quickly as possible? Then you need the escape goal! Whoa, whoa, there's the Gotta be slow, we don't want to spook him. This baby is a live goat. Strapped with two SpaceX Mini Falcons. Are you in Roseburg, Oregon, being ridiculed for rolling for initiative and attack with a beautiful one-of-a-kind set of Dragonbone dice instead of getting a job? Well, with the escape goat, you could be in Chattanooga before you can say, you're not my real father. Can't make up your mind now? Come to the Total War and More Brick and Mortar store, located right across from weak-ass guns, germs, and steel inside the Mile City Westfield Shopping Center, adjacent to the Orange Julius, and remember, my brother doesn't have real biologically harmful chemicals, but I do. A Bronson Swagger Company. Anyway, so uh, they go back to the crow and they're like, dumbasses, just go a little further south. So that's why they find South Pass. Even though Robert Stewart found it with the historians and back in 1810, it was Jed Smith that uh, found it again. It was here the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was like, like all those fucking mountain passes and trails that, that like Whitey like found yeah. that had been being used by fucking natives for years and years and years. Yeah, and there's years. an established trail. Bison. Yeah. It's a little trail marker with a little <laughs> thing that says pack it out. And, right. <laughs> Leave no trace. So the trappers would trap on the Green River there, but the Shoshones didn't want them there, and they would kill 13 of them. Uh, eventually, they came to the Bear River and followed that one, and hoping it was the fabled fake River of the West, the Valley oh, yeah. Ventura. Um, then they elect Bridger to lead an expedition to see where it went, and that's how Bridger finds the Great Salt Lake. Yep. And you know how he traveled there? How? Rocket slid. Built a bull boat. And just did it in a bull boat. And do you remember what a bull boat is? Oh yeah, you, it's a, like a round. It's like a round mm-hmm. tub made out of fucking hide, B- buffalo hide. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and you could you could leave the tails on so you could tie them all together, and right? Shit. Yeah, okay. But uh, they're notoriously kind of like tippy, and you know it's hard to paddle you, them without spinning around because yeah, they're yeah. round. It's it's like fly, it's uh, like floating around in a fucking drum, like a bass right. drum. Right, and this motherfucker went. I think it was like a couple hundred miles in that some bitch too Good until God. the water started getting salty or some shit. Yeah. yeah. So just that's like, fucking crazy. I, and I've heard tell that like instead of like some stories say he did that on a bet. Like, oh, I bet you can't ride a fucking stinky cowhide for three hundred miles. miles. Like, <laughs> Jesus, fucking hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, there's also one on the on the Bighorn and the Bighorn Canyon that he runs too. Oh yeah, but that one was with a raft of uh, sticks and logs and shit. Oh okay, a little a little more precarious. But yeah. also, I, I I don't think it was this one, but maybe the next one where they try to. Find the outlet. Yeah, there isn't one. And somebody actually brought along a rubber boat, and they tried wow. that. Wow. A rubber boat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back then? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, they had that, uh, what's that shit? We've talked about it before. Go to Percha? Yeah, go to yeah. Percha. Uh-huh. Interesting. So Bridger goes back and tells all his buddies that there's a great salt lake there. And they're like, bullshit. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen greater. 
So they think it's the Gulf of California or the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> <it's salty. laughs> He's like, no, you morons, you know, I could see across the other side. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, I know what the fucking ocean looks <laughs> It's an ocean. <laughs> so at least they could get salt for their meat mm-hmm. instead mm. of using gunpowder for pepper. Mm. That's, that's not true. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. The thing is like, well, I don't know how it's much like Sheshon peppers. I don't know how much validity, validity there is to it, but there was always a rumor when you're in the uh, when you're in basic training that they put uh, saltpeter in the Kool Aid to keep you from getting a boner because they don't want a bunch of like soldiers jerking off. So apparently, so like saltpeter causes erectile dysfunction, and saltpeter is a uh, yeah, it's an ex- it's po- explosive. What's well, in black powder? Yeah. But I don't know if there's what any the validity fuck? to that. So there's <laughs> just a bunch of like erectile dysfunction to mountain men walking around picking oh. black powder under the teeth. Just angry. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Fink, cockadoodle. <laughs> That's what makes Jack Pike even more impressive. Yep. Yep. He can get a boner even after eating a bunch of shotgun shells. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> but uh, Bridger and crew are surprised when they get back and they find HBC and Peter Skeen Ogden just a God, few eight miles away. It's like, we discovered this. Oh, shit, there's already somebody Fucking here. HBC won't let me be and let mm. me be me, so let me see. So this is when Ogden was bent on making this a fur desert <laughs> to drive out all the Americans. The fur desert. That's mm-hmm. right. I decree everyone must shave their pubes. Yep. <laughs> so it's joint occupancy in the Northwest, but in reality, they're in Mexico because they're in Utah. Right. Yep. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, Johnson Gardner was a free trapper who was tagging along with Bridger's crew, and he was pissed off that he saw Ogden flying the British flag. So he goes to Ogden's camp and accused him for, of uh, being in U.S. territory, even though none of them are. <laughs> and he told the free trappers with the HBC that uh, they would pay more money for their furs, and he got 14 guys to come along Ooh, with. He's poaching. Po- Talent poacher, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the next day, Gardner returned and told Ogden to, to, quote, remain at your peril and stole some more trappers. He's kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in all, Ogden lost twenty three guys to this. So in eighteen twenty, so they almost start a war uh, off uh, almost poaching. Uh, eighteen twenty five, General Ashley uh, came up with goods for the first rendezvous. Yep. All right. And they set it up on Henry's Fork of the Green River near McKinnon, Wyoming. And about one hundred twenty trappers gathered. Just imagine the smells. That was a hoot nanny. Cockadoodle <laughs> <laughs> So the trappers are in the mountains for three years at that point, and now they had a chance for trade for stuff like soap. Why would you spend, at this late date, why spend money on the soap? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You have evolved past the need for that. (laughs) But the rendezvous system would last for 15 years only. Mm -hmm. So after the rendezvous, Bridger was one of the 50 men that went with Ashley north to the Yellowstone to take back the furs. They were to meet General Atkinson and get uh, his boats, get get on the boats and go back to St. Louis. And Atkinson's boats had manual paddle wheels on them. Ooh, so you're like pedaling it like a Peloton bike? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Fastest thing on the river. Jesus. I want to know, I want to see the... the, how that shit worked because it, it is it the a paddle like the size of like a they were probably it was probably more like um like you know those like treadmill like where you walk inside the wheel yeah of, it's probably something more like that because i don't think they developed pedal really shit yet yeah i might have seen a picture of it i 
for some reason I or maybe they got to turn a crank or something. Yeah, like a crank with maybe three or four guys going in a circle. Oh, there. like the fucking slave boats from fucking old movies where there's yeah. just like the big the big wheel Caps, and there's like capstan wheel. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's like nine dudes just like oh, 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 just getting whipped. All right, we'll go with that. So Ashley picked Jed Smith to lead half the guys to the Yellowstone while the others went back to the Sweetwater to dig up some furs they cached. And of course, 60 Blackfeet attack them. They only injure one, but they made off with 53 of their horsies, oh, leaving them only with two horsies left. That is how that works. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. It's going to be a lot of rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. If you have 20 horses and you're attacked by the Native Americans, they will steal 45 of your horses. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then the next day, you'll get like eight of them back. Yeah. Random. This is randomly show yes. up. So Ashley sends word to Jed, and he showed up two days later with enough horsies to carry all the furs. Where's he? He probably just bought those or stole those horses back from the guys that stole the horse. It's just. <laughs> so they make it ten miles and they go to bed. Then they were attacked by the crow. Oh shit! I thought they were cool with the crow. Well, after this, they are. Oh. Uh, the trappers kill one of the attackers. Uh, the next morning, the crow chief Sparrowhawk came and asked uh, if they had any of their scalps, and the trappers lied and said no, and they kind of tuck them behind. Them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, Jim Beckworth did that. Okay, well, and he became a crow crow, honorary crow. Honorary, oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. So the Sparrowhawk invites him back to camp. Oh, cool, you don't have any scalps? Cool, you want to come uh, <laughs> have a nibble? Maybe a cup of tea? So this is when they make nice and make peace and mm. are pretty much friendly for the rest of the duration there. Uh, along the Bighorn River, they came to Bad Pass. Better wow. cross it. Why is it called Bad Pass? Because it's in a narrow canyon. Uh, they dispatched some men to hunt. A horse came back without a rider. <laughs> They found him attacked by a grizzly bear and brought him back to camp. Well, he got he got he's eligible for promotion now. That's right. Wait, is he still alive? I guess so. All right. Well, of course. Uh, later, the grizzly ran through the camp and stampeded the horses until kinda, it was shot. It's kind of showing off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spring break. He's got his titties out. Right. So Ashley wants to float the furs down the river, making it a lot easier through the canyon. But he wants to try it out first. So they make a makeshift raft, and Bridger volunteered to go. And soon Bridger came to rapids in a canyon and 2,000-foot-tall cliffs. Oh. He was tossed into boulders, but he made it through, and he walked back and told Ashley not to try it. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> don't Sir, do this. <laughs> Sir, you don't, want, you don't want none of that. <laughs> Limp in, he's got blood coming out of yeah. his fucking ear. Just concussed all the shit. So now Bridger has to decide what to do, either keep trapping or go back uh, to St. Louis there with some of the guys. So he decides to stay and trap. Uh, that went around the Bear River in 1825-26. Then the Bannock uh, Indians raided their camp and made off with 80 horses. There you go. So that leaves them with what, like 40 or 5,000 horses left, depending mm-hmm. on how the horse map works. <laughs> <laughs> so Bridger leads 40 guys, along with Tom Fitzpatrick, get the horses back. Uh, while Fitzpatrick and his men fired into camp, Bridger led away their horses and, uh, and a few of the Bannocks. I don't know how you lead him away. Maybe it just meant that he killed him. Anyway. Yeah, he probably... I'm, Get him to I'm, chase you, probably. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, sen- <clears throat> I'm sensing some slavery vibes or cap- Maybe. captive women type situations. That's, that's possible. Child theft. some Something less than good. Child theft. He's not quite as murdery as, as uh, like Kit, Carson. Kit Carson. So uh, spring of 1826, they're back at Willow Valley, and they're cashing their furs when the hole collapsed and trapped and killed a man named Marshall. So they rename it Cash Valley. Not Marshall. Not Marshall. Valley. Not oops, we accidentally buried the guy Valley. Yeah. Oh, no. God. Dude, is he still out there? Mm-hmm. We should go dig him up. You want yeah. that too? <laughs> well, there's a lot of 
Ooh, uh, we we found out that the uh, if you buy enough lotto tickets, you get you, like point two dollars. Well, you might win two dollars, but you get like points, like camel cash, to get other stuff. And one of them's an underwater uh, metal, metal detector. detector. Yep. Ooh, there you go. What? Okay, <laughs> underwater metal detector. There's, there's some. There's fucking, your new hobby. There's a few things I've just learned about. <laughs> you get fucking. You get points for buying lotto tickets. If you're an addicted gambler, yeah. Okay. Just like what? smoking, you might as well earn earn something right. along with it. No, yeah. cool. <laughs> yep. Uh, how much? How many points is it for the underwater? Uh, it's. I'm sure you have to spend. You'd probably spend more, more than you'd actually go buy <laughs> right, the right. fucking. <laughs> yeah, but if you just go buy it, it's not fun, and you don't have the chance to win two dollars. You do if you take out your fucking underwater metal detector and go looking for quarters. <laughs> uh, so that winner they uh, spend with the Shoshones. Uh, one day a trapper was out hunting and saw an antelope and shot it. But it was a guy? Yep. Fucking Dressed guy. in an antelope costume. <laughs> so it's like get a, just uh, furries out there? Yeah, just at a Halloween store. Oh my God, dude. There's a, uh, what the fuck was it? I, I was working at Coindexter's Friday and we have a cider. I think it's a cider. A new cider. It's in a can. But it's like, it's like for furries. What? It The can has a fucking, like, a, a furry, like, in a sexy costume with, like, their kind of ass hanging out. It's why? fucking absolutely batshit insane. Why Why would you do that? I don't know, but I found it. I was like, what the fuck? This is something, like, Nick is stalking? Or yep, like, yep, yep, yep. Is he, oh, is he, is he doing it. all right? Is, is everything? <laughs> oh, God, I got to find it. I got to find it. <laughs> Fucking Randall's wolf piss. We just for, just for, for, for furry, furry things to invent. Yep. You know, fuck it. I'm gonna make like I don't know what like mime seltzer for mimes. <laughs> it's basically like that, but in a furry costume. What the with f- like with like wolf ears and shit. What the fuck is wrong? With, yeah. Oh god. On the can. I'm. I'm uh, yeah. Next time I go up there, I'm gonna take a picture of it. Jesus. <laughs> so that's at Coindexter's. Yep. The fuck, Nick. <laughs> All right. So the trapper that killed the fake antelope goes back to camp and tells everybody. So they uh, pack up and leave because they think they're going to get killed. Whoops! Wait, uh, wait, was it was it like a native yeah, native person? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He, was, he was out hunting, but uh, you know, yeah, he was. You know, well, that was common. They'd wear like a wolf. Like if you're hunting bison, you could either dress up like a wolf or something because bison aren't afraid of any of that shit. Right. And so they'd like. Oh yeah, you, I've I've yeah, heard about that one. Yeah. They just like get on all fours and you can get real close to the bison. And, yeah. And I'm sure they'd do the same thing with antelope, and it'd probably actually work well on antelope, too, because mm-hmm. they're fucking curious and stupid. They like to, uh, my favorite thing with antelope is you go, like, chase them off nine out of ten times. If you sit there for about 45 minutes, they'll just come around in a big circle nine <laughs> out of ten times. And what you do is you chase them off, and then people will just put, a, like, a flag in the ground or something, like a white flag especially, mm-hmm. and they get curious, and they'll just fucking walk up to it. They'll stand off and stare at it for a while, and then they'll just mosey up, and then you... You know, it's mostly archery hunters kind of use that technique. Okay. But, yeah. yeah, they're not They're not bright. They're very fast, but they're not super bright. Take that, antelope. You've been fucking... Yeah. <laughs> fucking... Burn. I think my dad saw him jump a fence. There was fence posts in, but no f- actual fence line. Well, they, <laughs> they're just jumping <laughs> over well, a fence. Well, that's, that's the problem with those fuckers. Nine out of ten times, they won't jump a fence. They'll crawl under it. Oh. They don't like to jump. Because like, every time I've chased them, they, like, if, that's why those sheep fences fuck them up with the... Um, the mesh they can't crawl under those but like i mean every time i've chased them well like they won't run into woods like if there's a shelter belt or something they will go right up to it and then do like a 90 degree turn and run along it but they will not go into woods 
I mean, they're built for speed. They're not, you know, they don't bound like a deer. They just fucking flat out run. Yeah. So I don't think they're that comfortable with jumping. And so, yeah, they'll get up to a fence and just drop down and, like, army crawl underneath it. And <laughs> half the time get snagged on the shit. And, you know. Oh, so you can catch them like fish? I know. Put out, put out a fucking fishing net when they try to sneak under. They so, get caught up. Last time I saw a big, it was majestic as shit. I saw a big old, uh, I guess the males are not bulls, but buck. Buck, buck antelope out by the, the cabin out there on uh, Bell Lake Road out in North Dakota. Big old buck, and he was getting harassed by a hawk, and then he, like, sauntered up to the gate and then craw- got got down kind of, like, on his elbows, but then he still had his ass up in there, took a massive dump, <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> finished crawling under the fence and then ran away. <laughs> it was like, wow, nature. <laughs> Maybe I mistook that for a mule deer or something. No, like it was... the fence. I don't know. I don't know. I've never, I've never seen one jump. No. Maybe, I mean, it could happen. I don't know. I've seen mule deer try to too, jump. Too many fence. dad hunting stories for for me anyway. Well, I've seen mule deer fucking try to jump shit and get fucking snagged in it too. Mm-hmm. They're good at jumping. That's why they end up going through your windshield half the time when you hit them with your car. Oh yeah. Anyway, that's why you got to hit moose because they're already eye, eye level. Yeah, they just end up with a rump right in the. Mm-hmm. You got to hit them on the passenger side so their ass just goes into the passenger seat. <laughs> It happened to a horse up our place one time. It was fucked up. Ooh. It was like foggy and it was like a gray horse. Somebody was coming back from the stockyards and just all of a sudden, bang, like ran into this horse, took it out. Its back, its ass was still sitting on the hood of the uh, the truck, both back legs broken, but it was just tall enough where he's was, was still standing on his front feet, but his ass was on the hood of the truck and he was just standing there in shock, shivering. And then they had to go come get my dad to shoot it because nobody had a rifle or anything out there. Was that on your guys' uh, No, ranch? it was like on a. It was on the other side of our field, where the main road, mm-hmm. like, yeah, dirt yeah. road is. Yeah, I can't remember why the hell. I, th- I think the other neighbors weren't home or something, and we were, like, the closest farm to get to. He's like, yeah, I got to go shoot a horse. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, he's like, it's pretty fucked up. He's like, you know, I think that poor thing had to, like, stand there for, like, an hour. Oh, Jesus. You know, but. Life's brutal on the farm. No shit. I, I, I remember on Stuff You Should Know, they had somebody write in and say, well, we hit a uh, turkey vulture, and it came through the windshield. And then it had the uh, uh, you know finishing move of puking yeah. everything. Oh, up the, on the them. yeah, the acid acid puke or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Oof. it's just rotting meat because that's, uh-huh. that's what they eat. Well, I, that was one where I was working at Tiger Discount, and a semi came in. It was like, uh, can I get a number to animal control? It's like, what's happening? It's hit an owl. Okay, so you want to report that you hit an owl? No, it's in the cab of my truck, and it's really pissed off. <laughs> oh no! And it was like fucked up, and the yeah, they had, uh, fishing game came out and got it and put it in like a pet carrier. You know, you know that's half the raptors and stuff you see at zoos yeah, yeah. or injured ones. And but yeah, this great horned owl just right through the fucking windshield. Jesus Christ! And the guy's like, oh fuck! And then it's like, yeah, just on the floor of the other side of the cab, like God, it was like fuck this, frightening. I'm gonna fucking kill you. Another guy hit Whips a pel- knife. Another guy hit a pelican, but the pelican didn't make it. Oof. <laughs> They're fucking big. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so they're they're getting ready to leave, and uh, the, the chief comes up and says, hey, what's going on? They, they finally tell him about the shooting and said, oh, that's okay. That guy, you know, we warned him plenty of times not to do that when Whitey's around because yeah, they guys, shoot anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's today, still to this day, why we have to wear blaze orange when you go deer hunting. Yep. So the trappers gave Chief uh, some, uh, some nice cloth to wrap him up and to bury him. There you go. Well, just bury Sleep him in the antelope suit. Oh, there you go. He's already in cloth. Oh, this is where when the weather warms up, Bridger, Henry Frabe, J- James Kleiman, Louis Vasquez, and Black Harris all explore the Great Salt Lake, trying to find the outlet in a skin boat. Uh, maybe that's the rubber one. Yeah. But they never did cal- find California and Utah. Darn. Yeah. Still to this day, nobody mm-hmm. has. Nope. 
1826 at the rendezvous, Ashley sold his share of the company to Jed Smith, David Jackson, and Bill Sublett. But Ashley still delivers all the goods to the rendezvous, which is the only that's part that the, makes the money. That's where the real money is at, yeah. Yep. Uh, Smith then takes 15 guys to explore the route to California, and he bum, was bum, gone bum, for bum. a year. Oh. Yeah. And then Sublet and Jackson lead the rest into Blackfoot country, because they never learned. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> fucking around and finding out every year. <laughs> but Bridger becomes one of the leaders, trapping around Piers Hole. Uh, the Tetons, that's uh, basically on the other side yeah. of the Tetons from Jackson Hole. It's where the sublit boys, and they had the rendezvous where they get in the shootout with the fucking Blackfeet, don't mm-hmm. they? The Blackfeet built like a little brush fort. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so around that area, they named the lake after sublet with the geyser on it, which happens to be Yellowstone Lake. Right. His uh, name is Yellowstone Sublet? Yep. <laughs> you know Lake Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. I know all about it. Yeah, you could catch a fish there and then throw it into the little geyser right next and to the cook lake it. and cook it. Well, what Tony did is like dipped his feet in, decided it was too cold, so then he peed himself, so he had to go in, and then he went swimming. I hadn't had a shower in like four days or something. <laughs> I was, it was disgusting. So I was like, well, the pee will motivate. I did. And then, I, told, I told you about Hawaii, right? Then Chad went in there and couldn't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told you about Hawaii, right? Mm. I was trying to get Matt, uh, my, my guitar player, to like, we were on tour in Hawaii. Trying to get him to go in the water, and he wouldn't go in the water. So you and peed so, on him? No, I sat on his lap, and I pissed my pants, and then uh, we oh. both had to go in at that point. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm not traveling with you anymore. <laughs> I, In my defense, I was drunk the entire time we were there. I was so drunk one day that uh, they ba- they uh, uh, bet me that I couldn't, like, wheeze the juice at the 7-Eleven. So I ran in and just, like, started chugging fucking, uh, what's the frozen shit they have? It's slurp- Slurpees. Slurpee or whatever. Oh, I started chugging Slurpee out of the fucking, like, machine. And then the dude chased me out the door, and then I got massive brain freeze. Like as yeah. I ran off through the parking lot, yeah, <laughs> with some giant Hawaiian dude chasing you. <laughs> Fucking Holly, come back! Yeah. So that's probably the first guys to see Yellowstone, even though Coulter was supposed to have traveled there in 1807, but he was actually on the Shoshone or the Stinking yeah, River, it's further south. Or Alexander Mackenzie might have gone through there in 1818 because he was the big Canuck that found the Mackenzie River. Or somebody could have just asked the freaking. Native inhabitants, like, yeah, you know, what's up with this? Although they were probably like, yeah, we don't fucking go here. Yeah, right. Because ghosts. <laughs> ghosts. At the first of the year of 1827, Bill Sublet and Black Harris go back to St. Louis to deliver their, their what they need for the next summer's rendezvous. Like put in their Shopping order. list. Yep. yep. So they had to be there by March 1st, get everything ready by the, by the summer. So they set out on snowshoes to walk a thousand miles. Oh, as you do. Yep. It was kind of cold in, in January. Fucking January, yeah. It was kind of cold because, you know, it's snow on the ground. <laughs> and they almost died and they had to eat their dog as usual. Well, you know. But they made it in 94 days. Taylor's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1827, the roundy was at Bear Lake. 120 Blackfeet killed a Shoshone man and his wife. It took 120 of them to kill, to kill two a, people. a couple. <laughs> <laughs> they just slowly, like... Man, I think their reputation's a little... Overinflated, like I'm just thinking, like, uh, like that scene from fucking Reservoir Dogs, but it's two people strapped to chairs, and then there's like 120 people like running mm. up, like slice. Next person, oh, I'm picturing more like just shitloads of dudes like shooting arrows and throwing <laughs> hatchets, and god damn it, one of us got to hit him, you know, like. So in return, Bill Sublet and Trappers lead uh, some Shoshones and kill six Blackfeet. Uh, Jed Smith was overdue and was given up for dead, but he returns July 3rd after being gone a whole year. 
But he, of course, had to leave most of his guys behind in, in California there. Mm-hmm. But he was the first honky American to go to California overland and cross this year in Nevada's. Uh, after the Rondi, Jed goes back to California with 20-some guys to rescue his friends. Uh, Hiram Scott was one of those that went back to St. Louis with the Furs. Uh, he and two others got separated, and his friends leave him for dead. So Scott crawled to a bluff and wrote his name on it. So that's Scott's Bluff. bluff. Scott's Whoa. Bluff. Which is a move when you're playing cards, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blackfeet still k- killed trappers. Can you imagine that? Uh, they also killed Bill Sublet's 16-year-old brother, Pickney. Pickney? Was, yep, yep. Who was brought to the cool. mountains for his consumption. Mm. Oh, he's dead anyways, basically. Well, why would? aren't you supposed to go dry places for consumption? Mm, I don't know. Uh, okay. Or mountain air, anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's different. I guess back then when, when you're burning everything and horseshit everywhere, I guess yeah. it is. Uh, 1829, Beckworth goes to live with the crow. 29 was the Rondi was at the Popo Aggie River in Wyoming. Okay. That's one of my favorites. Uh, oh, actually, that one's the one that goes underground for a little bit and then pops back up. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that river at some point. I remember, I at least remember it disappearing and reappearing at some point. Wouldn't that be terrifying? You're like just rafting along and I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a, a minute, hole. fuck yeah. this. <laughs> no. Uh, later, they meet up with Jed Smith, who tells them all about the Mojave's killing 10 of his guys crossing the Colorado. Then the 15 of his guys that were killed by the uh, Umpqua Indians in Oregon there. Mm-hmm. Uh, winter of 1829, they cross the Yellowstone to, uh, uh, oh, cross from the Yellowstone to the Bighorn in deep snow, and they lost 100 horses that way. Jesus. At one point, uh, Jed sent Black Harris up to the top of the mountain to reconnoiter. Harris comes down, uh, back down and said, quote, I saw a city of St. Louis and a guy taking a drink. What? <laughs> And, and sarcasm was yeah, born yeah, that yeah, day. Yeah, no shit. Oh, got it. He was probably just pissed because he made him climb like a tall fucking thing. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, oh, did you find anything good? Oh, yeah, I totally saw St. Louis, you fucking cunt, making me fucking climb up this yeah. bullshit. <laughs> God damn it. Do it yourself. And there, there was a man on fire and yeah. a trident and yeah, yeah, Bert yeah. killed a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should hide out for a while. <laughs> I want a polka. Come get a taste. Rick, where'd you get a hand grenade? I don't know. All right. Let's do this. Hey! Uh, On Christmas Day, Black Harris and Bill Sublet walk back to St. Louis again. Bridger leads the men from the Wind River to the Rosebud to find grasses. That's a long way for grasses. No shit. Go buy some weed, bro. Here's you know, 40 bucks. I've been to that area. There's, there's grasses. There's grasses. <laughs> Pretty much everywhere. Uh, on the Bighorn, they dug up a cache again, and of course it falls and kills a guy, uh, kills a Frenchman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Bill, uh, Joe Meek was in that uh, cave-in too, but he survived. Okay. Of course. To go, to go on to write How deep are Randy they bar- novels. How deep are they burying these fucking beaver pelts? I mean- well, you don't want, you know, animals getting to them and shit. Well, true, but I mean, like, if it's enough where it collapses and kills you, I mean, that's yeah. got to be like 20, 30 feet fucking deep. Yeah. Uh, 1830, Rondi, uh, Bill Sublet came with wagons Ooh. the first time they did that. I like how you, like, you know, got the cool nickname, like the kids, oh yeah, you going to the Rondi this year, man? Mm-hmm. Oh, we don't call it the Rondi more, we call it the Vu. So that's the first time over South Path uh, Pass. 
Uh, Smith, Jackson, and Sublet, they made about $1,700 or $17,000 a piece. Wow. Even though they had lost 44000 in uh, furs and animals that got stolen or, or murderized. But the American Fur Company was moving into their territory, still owned by Astor there. Uh, so those guys sell the uh, Rocky Mountain to, or their fur company to Tom Fitzpatrick, Jim Bridger, Milton Sublet, Henry Frabe, Jean-Baptiste Gervais. So that's the Rocky Mountain Fur Company now. Okay. So Bridger's in charge. He made it. And then, wait, what was Lisa's in Missouri? Uh, yeah, like I think that. so. I think oh, Manuel Lisa? Yeah, yeah, I think he's long dead by 1830, though. Was he? he? No, I think, I think he get, he's still around. I thought he got killed somewhat early-ish. Uh, Manuel Lisa died in 1820. Oh, see? Mm-hmm. Which is not 1830. No, it's not. I, I forgot how he died, I guess. but uh, uh, Probably natural causes, like... I think it was just some dumb bullet. shit like that. It wasn't yeah, drinking poison whiskey with... Uh, Bullet in your face. Uh, undefined illness. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Internet. No, he's, he's he's fine. Look, there's a picture of him by the... Oh, yeah. He still lives in San Francisco. The there fuck? Uh, although Lisa turned uh, returned to St. Louis I, in I, good I, health I, in I, April 1820, he soon became ill. The undefined illness caused his death at Sulphur Springs. That's okay. probably the sulfur. I'm just loving the, uh, the first thing that comes up. Uh, you, uh, Google manual Lisa facts, and it's just a, a very clearly modern... Hispanic-looking dude standing in front of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. There's a picture of Manuel Lisa. It's a great mm-hmm. illustration from yeah. 18, 1815 or whatever. Sweet. So, summer 1831, the men waited for Fitzpatrick to bring all the goodies for the rendezvous. For a couple of weeks, they wait. Uh, Henry Frabe traded horses to a crow shaman to tell him where Fitzpatrick was. Basically, he's having him look into the magic eight ball and yeah. see how far away the whiskey is. <laughs> he's in the basement of the Alamo. So the shaman spent several days singing and dancing and screeching. Awesome. Then fell asleep. It's like, I'm picturing him singing like Holy Diver. So when the shaman awoke, he told Frabe that Fitzgerald was not dead, but not on the right road. So Frabe got a small party together and went to look for Fitzpatrick. On the wrong road. And then they find him finally. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. He was just lost. Just fucking around. Yeah. He does get chased at some point. I don't know if that's this one or the next one. Anyway, they, and then they also learned that Jed Smith was killed. Oh, yeah, too. by the by the Mojaves? Uh, Comanches, probably, on the way to Mojave. Okay. No, I thought still... they got his rifle and shit back from the Mojaves. Or, no. so, or somebody saw a guy with his rifle or some shit. Yeah, maybe they traded it to... Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Cause, or the, the Comancheros, the, the Mexican guys who yeah. traded with the Comanches, had it. That's what it was, yeah, Comancheros, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, Mojaves, I didn't mean to drag your good name through the mud. <laughs> they just killed half his guys. Yeah. Uh, 1831, Kit Carson goes north and traps under Bridger for the next dec- decade. It's a lot of trapping. Yeah, especially if you trap under somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was five years younger. 1832, Henry Vanderberg and Andrew Drips. <laughs> oh, that's an unfortunate one. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, they were there with the American Fur Company. They were in the hood, too. Uh, they had plenty of money behind them from Astor, but no real experience. So basically, they just fall Bridger around and, and try what to copy you, him. What you doing, Jim? What's that for? What's that do? <laughs> Ooh, how, can you let me set the trap? Yeah, yeah. But they've all got like gold chains and shit on and like fucking, you know, sweet capes, crazy <laughs> oh, hats. Sure. Well, I said they had yeah. lots of money, but no experience. Right. So just dressed like fucking pimps. Mm-hmm. Uh, during this time, Milt Sublet gets in an argument with former HBC Iroquois trapper John Gray. 
who thought Milt insulted his daughter. So Gray stabbed Milt so severely that he couldn't travel. <laughs> it's she's is she's fucking butt ugly. It's not an insult. It's fucking true, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh! And uh, they thought Milt was gonna die, but he gets better. <laughs> so Joe Meek, that's uh, he had to stay with him and, and nurse him back to health. God damn it! Feeding, he had his teeth feeding Milt teeth. fucking soup all the time. It's bullshit. <laughs> So the two leave after they get better and to find Bridger, but then they were captured by the Shoshones who wanted to kill them. But Milt and Joe Meek escaped with the help of a young Shoshone woman named Mountain Lamb, mm. who later married Milt. So this oh, is a Jack Pike thing. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who And she's, what, 13? Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> uh, 1832, the Rondi was at Pierce Hole. Bridger's men were followed by the uh, American Fur Company. Uh, Bill Sublet had to get their their first with their goods to trade with the, uh, before the AMC guys via steamboat uh, up Fort Union, so they're taking longer. So they wanted to get to sell all even to the American Fur Company, sell them all their shit before they got there. Gotcha. So Tom Fitzpatrick went ahead again of the goods and and again didn't show up. Fucking getting lost. Mm-hmm. So one trapper baptized another with a kettle of whiskey. Remember that one. Nope. nope. <laughs> and another trapper touched him with a burning stick, and then he went up in flames to everybody's enjoyment. Oh, my God. Fuck. That's awesome. Uh, Fitzpatrick finally shows up, though. <laughs> that's not whiskey. Like, that's, nope. that's fucking Everclear, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, and just no no notion of stop, stop, and roll at this fucking point. Right, right. You know, it's just guys just running around, tents are catching on fire and shit, and everybody's like, ha, 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 ha. You're oh, hilarious, man. Charlie that was so whiskey back in the day. It was just ever clear with like much. tobacco juice in it or, yeah. or whatever. Uh, but he, uh, Fitzpatrick finally shows up because he was chased by gross ventures and head up and on a mountain until they left. But when he returned, his hair had turned white. Okay. Ghost. Mm-hmm. Oh, ghost. Uh, Milt, Sublet, and Henry Frey bled a brigade out of the Rondi when it was over. Uh, nine miles south. Oh, so they're, they're camping away so the guys don't get too drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milt then noticed a dust cloud riding towards him. Uh, so it was uh, Chief Bioho rode up uh, to the trappers. God, no. We're walking away from this. Yep. No comment. In French, gross <laughs> ventures Sweet. meant big billies. Yeah, I know. Because uh, when they were trying to tell them where they came from, they did like, they go like this. But it just meant we're from the land of the waterfalls. Yeah, they're doing. Oh, and it, it's like if you would, if you had a. Like a baby in your belly and yeah. you're rubbing it. Yeah, making that. But that, they're, they're doing the simulated waterfalls, yeah. but they're like, oh, these guys are, oh, well. Gross venture. They, 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 big, big bellies. The f- fat asses. So when the trappers go to talk to them, they uh, they talk in black uh, Blackfeet. So they just assume that these guys are Blackfeets. Uh, Antoine Godin, uh, he was Iroquois, and he went up to shake his hand because he had lost his father to a Blackfoot attack years ago. Uh, along went a flathead who also lost his family to the Blackfeet. So Bayaho stuck out his hand, and then Godin grabbed it and ordered the flathead guy to fire, and they killed the chief. Oh, fuck. And then that's when all hell breaks loose. What the f- Why? So they think that they're Blackfoot, but they're not? Nope. Oh, man. So Milt uh, sends a guy back to the main camp to get reinforcements. Uh, so in that time, the, the Gross Ventures had built the breastworks out of logs. Oh, that's the one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bill Sublet thought these were the same gross ventures who had stolen horses and chased Fitzpatrick, which were, they actually were. No, well, well, there you go. So they were guilty of something. Something. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> we'll kill them first, then we'll figure out what the crime yeah. was afterwards. Shoot mm-hmm. first, ask, or f- shoot first, think never. Yeah, right. Ashley J. Williams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So in the shooting, Bill got hit in the arm, and it went out the shoulder and hit another guy in the head and killed him. Jesus Christ. Dang. But he touched the bullet last, so he the the oh, kill was on his guy. Yeah. Rifles got some move. Yeah. Yeah, fucking A, man. So after that, Fitzpatrick took over as in charge, and the, the trappers tried to crawl to the fort, but they were one guy got hit. Uh, one guy crawled to it and looked over the top and got shot in the head. Ooh, so that's not a good idea. You don't do that. Oof. That's bad tactics. So now it was kind of a long-distance shootout after that. Uh, the trappers wanted to burn them out, but the Nez Perce there wanted the buffalo robes that they had. Don't fuck oh, up the robes. <laughs> so the Gross Ventures taunted the trappers, and somehow the trappers interpreted this as the Gross Ventures saying that they had other people attacking the main camp. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> we should have made up a signal beforehand. God damn it. So they go back, and uh, nobody was there. We're here to see <laughs> you. Then they come back in the morning because it got dark, and the gross ventures had left. Uh, but they did leave behind 10 of their dead guys, and one woman was left there mourning her husband. <laughs> but one trapper tried to save her, but a Nez Perce just went up and axed her. Jesus Oof. Christ. Uh, but the trappers did find Fitzpatrick's horses among the ones left behind by the gross ventures. <laughs> Just like horses, like laying around. Mm-hmm. Just the scale of these things is always so weird to think about because you know you're picturing like 20, 30 dudes or something, but in actuality, it's like 20, 30 dudes with with like four hundred horses, and some of them have their wives along. Yeah, and you know maybe there's an odd like uh, I don't know what like uh, just a Mexican guy for some reason in with the <laughs> black feet, and yeah, suddenly there's like uh, one of them has a parrot or a monkey or whatever the fuck, and. Well, I don't know. A weird time to be alive. Mm-hmm. So Bridger and Fitzpatrick go to Blackfeet country, but again, the AMC is following them around again. It's imagining a fucking gremlin that's like yeah. driving around behind them. <laughs> so this this time they'd leave them on a wild goose chase and not even bother to set traps, just kind of wander here and there and everywhere. They're going to run out of gas soon. So finally the AMC decide to set traps in the Madison Valley at Three Forks, and then Bridger and Fitz go on to the Gallatin there. Oh, yeah. And, of course, then the Blackfeet kills the, the, the AMC guys, Vanderbaugh and a few others. So Drips is left <laughs> over, though. There's some leftover Drips, huh? Mm. Uh, he gets a couple of guys killed. Bernie Drips. <laughs> Stinky Drips. <laughs> Bernie Drips. I think you'd kind of feel feel guilty about leading them to this part of the area and right. getting them killed. But Yeah, this know. is, I mean, shit, I even know not to go there. <laughs> So the Rocky Mountain Company boys spot some Blackfeet in a lake and surround them. And in, open. A, in a lake? Yep. They're just like swimming? Probably. They're just floating there? On inner tubes. Yep. So they open fire on them in the water, which is not really fair. No. But uh, soon that attracts the rest of the tribe nearby, and they're now like, that now they're fucked. They're literally having beach day cookout time, and these fucking assholes show up and just start pop, popping pop, shots pop, pop. off. Mm-hmm. So now the trappers race back to Bridger's camp. And now the two sides face off. So this is the blood Blackfeet, because uh, there's a lot of sub-Blackfeets. Sub yep. Uh, they were led by Eagle Ribs, who actually Cat, Catlin had painted. New Applebee's. So there's a picture Ap- of them. Applebee's Eagle Ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Claim jumper. Eagle Ribs. Mm, stringy, yet gamey. <laughs> uh, so Eagle Ribs steps forward with a small group and a peace pipe, and the equal number of trapper, trappers step forward. At the same time, a Mexican free trapper named Loretto had a wife who was uh, Blackfeet, but it was captured by the crow, so he got him fair and square. Got her. Black, 
like crow's feet. Mm-hmm. So she went to talk to her relatives on the other side. Bridger saw all this commotion in the Blackfoot uh, crowd and cocked his weapon. And then Eagle Ribs had his hand out to shake, heard the rifle cock, and then grabbed the rifle, pointed it towards the ground, and then the gun goes off. Yeah. So now... So how many fingers is he missing now? Yep. So now Bridger gets two arrows in the back. Oh, Ooh. good. And then Bridger uh, smacks... Or Bridger gets smacked by Eagle Ribs, and, and he gets his rifle taken, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, thwomp, thwomp, bitch smack. Yep. Give me your gun, asshole. So that Blackfoot woman married to the Mexican on the other side. See, told you there's a random Mexican mm-hmm. dude. Yep. Just... So the, the, she tries to go back to get her baby. Which she is what, left on a stump or just handed to somebody? Yep. Or, okay. So Loretto, the Mexican, ran into the fire to give her the baby. And both sides stopped firing for a while while they handed off the baby. Baby! <laughs> Game on! Game on! <laughs> Game on! So the Blackfeet retreated and the trappers attended Bridger. One arrow came out okay, but the other was stuck. Yeah. Stuck oh, yeah. for a few years. I was going to say, didn't he have, yeah, he had it stuck in him for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the trappers had killed nine Blackfeet and only lost one of their guys and almost Bridger. And he lost his gun that was made by his, uh, his friend, Philip Creamer. Oh yeah. The Creamer gun. Phil Creamer. The Creamer gun. <laughs> uh, Shoot, shooting it into your coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, spring 1833, Bridger finds gold in the Chugwater River near Laramie. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking old, Chugwater. Chugwater. <laughs> but not enough to, to stop trapping because beaver is more, more important than gold at the time. Got to have them hats. Uh, but he would return in 1850 to try it again. 1829 was the first gold rush in America and Georgia. That's why we get- Really? Mm-hmm. In Georgia? Okay. Really? Yep. That's why everybody got kicked out. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, so 1833, 34, beaver were getting harder to find for some reason. <laughs> Gee, wonder why we're finding less and less beaver every time mm-hmm. we come in here to wipe out all the beaver. Yeah, it's almost exactly like what happened in Europe. Mm-hmm. That's why we, oh. Bill Sublett and Robert Campbell start opening their own forts along the Missouri to take business away from the AMC. Then the AMC raised the price they'd pay for furs and, uh... So they tried to drive them out of business. So Sublet went to their offices in New York City. Took a dump on their desk. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and threatened to snitch on them because of their illegal whiskey still at ah, Fort Union. Ooh. But eventually Sublet and Campbell sell their forts to the AMC and they sell out. Bill Sublet still had uh, the debt in the Rocky Mountain Fur Company. Then they heard that the Rocky Mountain Fur Company planned on Nathaniel Wyeth bringing out their goods for the 1834. So they're having somebody else. Mm-hmm. Not even though Milt is still still his brother still in the company. Bill Sublet found out and uh, called in the Rocky Mountain Fur Company's debt, and then headed off with his own goods to the rendezvous. So he's basically like he's trying like, to bankrupt them, and then yep. go sell party favors to the okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd start a fucking whiskey company out there, just be selling whiskey to all these assholes. You do not want to do that because you will get robbed every fucking day. <laughs> you will have a bunch of just drunk mountain men and drunk Indians hanging around your fucking distillery, clonking you over the head and just running away with buckets of whiskey. Hmm. Weed. I'd grow weed. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah, that's safer. Yeah. So Wyeth and uh, Sublet are, are racing, racing to the roundy. Oh, and actually, uh, along the way, Sublet uh, starts uh, construction on Fort William, named after himself, which became Fort Laramie eventually. 
Named after someone else. Yep. Yeah. But Bill Sublet got to the rendezvous first. Uh, so when Wyeth gets there, Fitzpatrick refused to buy a ship because Sublet would have called in his debts if he didn't. Uh, so uh, Bill Sublet uh, called in his debts. Frabe and Gervais sold their interest to Milt, Fitz, and Bridger. Though Milt and Bridger weren't there, Bridger got there a few days later. Milt had to go back because of his leg, because of all the stabbings. Oh, just too, one too yeah, many stabbings? Yep. Like he stabbed so many people, he, he got no, gout he, in his he leg? he got stabbed in his oh, leg. Oh, he got stabbed in his leg too many yeah, times? because he couldn't travel. What, everybody kept stabbing him in the same leg? I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, once you establish like, a tradition, you got to... <laughs> where Milt, I'm pissed off, I'm going to stab you in the thigh again. <laughs> no, I was, I was also thinking of like uh, uh, that movie, The Abyss. With like they, they get the Navy SEAL guy down there and he starts getting the bends and he's just like sitting there slicing his fucking arm with a like big ass knife. Yeah. Like dude's just stabbing himself and they're like, oh fuck yeah. Ooh, <laughs> finally feel something. Good times. Yeah. So you bring all this stuff in wagon for fifteen hundred miles and you can't sell any of it. So wife just goes up to the snake in Idaho and opens up Fort Hall. There you go. So he sells his stuff there. Uh, since Milton never came back, Joe Meek uh, took his wife as his wife. Mountain okay. lamb. <laughs> Free wife. <laughs> oh, you're probably basically divorced at this point. Craigslist. Just yeah, right. a slightly used wife. God damn it. Uh, Bridger marries a fat, or I wrote fathead. It's flathead. Sorry. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me either, which way. So Bill Sublet headed back with all the furs, laughing. Next day, Fitzpatrick and Bridger, Bridger went to the AMC camp on Ham's Fork. Ham's uh, Fork? <laughs> I got my salad fork and my hams my fork. My hams fork. <laughs> so they went to talk to their rivals. Uh, they didn't want anything to do with any more with Bill Sublet because he was kind of an ass for doing this. So they talked to Drips and Lucien Fontenelle about forming a partnership. Uh, so they would get their goods from the Pratt & Chateau Company in St. Louis there, who just bought out the American Fur Company Western Department. And uh, Astor basically sells out to these guys. Chateaus are kind of who started St. Louis. Okay. So Milt, he helped Pegleg Smith cut off his leg a long time ago, but now he had had to have his leg removed. Oh man, karma! So that ended his trapping career. Why? You have to cut his own leg off because he knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Bridger I've done took this once before. <laughs> uh, Bridger takes a brigade to Blackfoot country and was constantly attacked, and five of his men were killed. Never hey, gonna fucking learn. I was just like, why doesn't this? Why does this always happen to me? <laughs> when I come to this spe- one specific <laughs> place <laughs> with these specific people that don't like us at all. Then they stole Bridger's favorite racing horse. Damn it! Well, Name, why, why are you bringing your racing horse out there? Well, to keep race. that in the garage. Oh yeah, his uh, racing horse's name was Otho Lolo or Ol yeah something close to that. Otho Lolo. Wasn't Otho? Yeah, Otho was the the weird interior designer guy from Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. That's a name. That's gonna go in the fucking baby baby name book too. Okay. Otho's. A, that's a good one. Otho Lolo. God, that's it. Name's Beetlejuice. Ah, you said it twice. Just say it once more. Come on. A uh, posse was formed with twelve guys to get back get it back, including Joe Meek and Kit Carson. Uh, they went to Parlay, but Joe Meek said they talked uh, a tissue of lies. Tissue of lies. Because that's Joe Meek for you. A tissue of lies? Kleenex of bullshit. (laughs) So they said they would only steal Shoshone horses. So thus, the horse they stole must have been a Shoshone horse. Yeah, of course. So they faced off to battle. For a fucking horse. (laughs) They do the fucking coin toss. (laughs) Who's fucking receiving? Who's fucking... Yeah, yeah. Need that fucking Monday Night Football music. Mm -hmm. A guy named Mark Head. Not Mark Arm. He's just Mark Head. 
I'm sure there's a Mark Torso out there. Mark, Mark Leg. Leg. Yep. Mark Neck. <laughs> he was a Virginian with a nasal voice, with a high nasal voice. <laughs> Striking fear into the hearts mm-hmm. of his enemies. Back off, everyone. I'm going <laughs> to fucking kill you. So he tried to shoot a Blackfoot, but no ball came out. Oh, fuck, man. And he said, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> then he tries two more times, and he keeps saying, damn it. <laughs> so the Blackfeet start imitating him. Damn it, damn it. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Ooh, ooh. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. So finally, Head said to the guys, when you guys with a good gun come out and shoot that red relic of barbarism. Oh, Jesus wow. Christ. He's got a way with words, this asshole does. <laughs> so red. when the next Blackfoot jumped out, uh, Joe Lewis shot him. Oh, just taking, you know, mm-hmm. pinch hitter, basically, since this asshole doesn't know how to load his gun. That's the thing is, these are still muzzle loaders. Yeah. So he sh- tried to shoot three times. You would think, like... One of them should have worked. One of them should have worked, unless you're just not putting a ball well, in there. Well, so he fucked up the first one, and he's like, damn it! And then all the natives start screaming, like, damn it, damn it, damn it! And then he you know, he gets all worked up, and he just mm-hmm. can't fucking load right, because he's so like... Argh. So what's either happening is he's got, like, multiple musket balls now crammed in there that then they're not coming out. You <laughs> yeah, know that's right. Because like, yeah, you would be like put powder in yeah. first, you know? It would be like, yeah. What the fuck? This guy's not good at his gun. So two Blackfeet close in to kill Head. Damn it! <laughs> Kid Carson shot one of them. Then the other shot Carson, giving him a bad chest wound. But it was cold enough to freeze the wound. Oh, awesome. So he didn't die. <laughs> freeze the blood right in place. So, uh, so the trappers went back for reinforcements, but when they returned, the Blackfeet were gone, yeah, including the prized horse. Damn it! They lost their uh, taste of the game. Yeah. <laughs> it was too easy. We're out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a good place to stop? Yeah, that's, that's a great place to stop. Right. <laughs> damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, that poor well, bastard. That, that's his legacy yeah, forever. Just <laughs> Remember, he's the nasally, nerdy fucking dickhead. <laughs> Can't shoot a gun. Fucking. What was his name again? Mark Head? Yeah. Mark Head. Uh, God. All right, there you go, Mark Head. I'm going to look up more Mark Head. Yeah, no shit. I think he invented getting head. Yeah. Wow. It took that late for that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. Well, I mean, a lot of this stuff is, uh, it's, uh, stuff from like season one and two that we have kind of forgot about, but there are some pretty good fucking moments in here that I did not know about. <laughs> this is pretty fucking rad. Like the guy fighting the buffalo. Yeah. No. You can always do more Mike Fink at some point. Oh my God. Mike Fink is the, the breakout star of this, uh, episode so far. He's fantastic. Wait. You're not going to sell me whiskey. I'm going to go live in a cave with my friend. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Markhead. Markhead. Oh God. Some modern modern Markhead MD. <laughs> he looks it's like, like he's Santa. I was say, yeah, he looks like he's probably in part of the uh, amalgamated order of real bearded Santas. Right. Mm-hmm. You should be ha- dressed in orange and holding a cat for your guru. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. All right. Well, uh, we will find out the stunning conclusion of what happens to Jim Bridger in next week's installment of How the West Was Fucked. But until then, we're going to go out in a hail of damn it fire. (laughs) Fuck you, Mile City. I want you to know it's over. Blackfoot and the crow. Let's drink to old Jim Bridger. 
Yes, let your glasses hide. As long as there's a USA, don't let his memory die. That he was making history never once occurred to him. But I doubt if we'd have been here if it weren't for men like Jim. 